part of the reason why you hear about the statistics with new businesses. How long do we hear that they last? Five years. Yes. It's because of that. So you, you have these goals, you have these ideas, but again, you aren't taking those actionable steps to ensure that your business is successful. Hey, nurses. I'm Kiana. And I'm Crystal. And this is the Nurse Boss Shift, where a shift happens. We're here to help you shift your title from employee nurse to boss nurse. Step into your power as an entrepreneur and build a highly profitable business using the skills you already have and learn some new ones along the way. Let's get into it. Hey, 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 it's your girl, Dr. Kiana Jones, and this is the Nurse Ball Shift. I'm Crystal P, the Beauty NP. <laughs> and today we come to you very different and unique because we are actually at a retreat that is geared towards women entrepreneurs and more particular, nurse entrepreneurs. So we figured this would be a great opportunity to interview some other nurse entrepreneurs and bring you guys into our world. So we have two wonderful women with us. First of all, you know about us, right? You guys have been following us and listening to us. Um, and we, Crystal and I, are entrepreneurs. So we want to introduce you to two other entrepreneurs who are also our sisters in our yearly program. This is Dr. Williams and Dr. Jonelle Cobbs. So ladies, can you fill us in to like what you guys do? We'll start with you, Dr. Williams. Tell us about your business. Okay. <laughs> hey, Dr. Williams or Dr. Kiki. Um, I hate talking about myself, but um, I am a nurse practitioner, um, double boarded family insight, and I own a medical spa in Orland Park. Um, we do everything under the aesthetic umbrella. So all of the injectables, the body contouring, we have an IV hydration lounge, we do all of the facials. Because I am um, family, I do primary care. And because I'm psych, I do some mental health care. Um, and I'm also a national aesthetics injector trainer and mentor. So I go around all 50 states training other medical professionals, which has to be at least an RN on how to do Botox and fillers. Um, and I just got my doctorate. So yeah. you got Dr. Cobb. So I am Dr. Jonelle Benson Cobbs, also known as the Mattpreneur, and um, I own Serenity Treatment and Counseling Center. We're located in Linwood, Illinois, in which we treat um, individuals that battle addiction, that are suffering from opiate addiction. Um, and so what I also do um, outside of that is that I teach others how to open their own profitable, sustainable, and compliant methadone treatment program as well. Dr. Cobb, before we go to, we, we know Crystal already, Crystal and I, Crystal, but really quick, Mattpreneur, can you tell us what MAT stands for? Because you know what we call it. Yeah, and all. So in the world outside of nursing, others may refer to it as methadone, a methadone program. Um, you may have heard the term suboxone or buprenorphine. Methadone or MAT, it stands for medication-assisted treatment, which is in the, the medical field. Um, or realm of nursing or that what others we refer to it as in our uh, practices. However, um, others that may not know or for someone that may not know specifically about MAT, it's a methadone program. So methadone treats substance use or opiate addiction. So those that are battling opiate addiction, methadone helps to kind of bind to those receptors, reduce the cravings, and hopefully at some point along their journey, um, they can start their journey in recovery. Yeah. So that's dope. 
And y'all may recognize uh, Dr. Kyle's because this is not her first time over there. It's about shit, right? Podcast. She has come through and dropped a lot of gems. And so, you guys, this is really going to be a conversation. I know usually it's like Crystal and I are asking questions, but this is more of us just having a real conversation about our journey in entrepreneurship um, and the good, the bad, and the ugly that goes along with it that I don't think it's talked about enough. So we'll just engage in a conversation just about our experiences. So I would, I think the first topic that we are, question that we all should answer is like, why did you choose to be an entrepreneur? All of us are nurses, but why did we choose to become entrepreneurs? And um, give a little background about that. So the reason I became an entrepreneur is really I was just trying to find something outside of the ER that I could do that would be easy. Well, let me back that up. First, I always talk about the products business that I started. So I started that business as like a labor of love and not even really knowing much about business at all. So once I started networking and seeing other people in business and seeing other nurses in business and seeing how they were leaving the bedside, then that just blew my mind and opened me up to the world of nurses who are entrepreneurs and other things outside of medicine. So basically the reason why I wanted to kept going further in entrepreneurship is because I saw the freedom. I saw people making their own schedule. I also saw a lot of people who weren't nurses, who weren't, didn't have all the degrees that I had, who were living that life of freedom. So then it clicked to me, well, they could do it. I could do it too. So I think just being around entrepreneurs and seeing that type of lifestyle is what initially attracted me to entrepreneurship. Right. I agree. I agree. So for me, um, I actually, um, started my journey about seven or eight years ago. I started my journey. Um, but I think what I lack personally, I, I'm very passionate about helping this population. I worked bedside for many years. I taught nursing school for many years. And so I saw that there was a gap in the resources that were available to this population. And so for me, it was, what can I do? How can I assist? And how can I provide them a space where they can come and feel comfortable and not feel judged because there's so much judgment in the world of addiction. And so uh, there was Serenity Treatment and Counseling Center was birthed. However, I think what I was lacking that I personally have gained from this community is just that being that nurture, that nurture, the being nurtured in this community. Um, and I think that's so important with, with entrepreneurship. You want to be able to um, kind of surround yourself and ground yourself around a community of individuals that are doing things that you aren't doing or going places and you see that they're in a place that you would like to be. And so by joining a community and being able to foster and have them to nurture you as you start your entrepreneurial journey was important to me. And I know for me, that's what I have found in my community with my sisters. So for me, um, it just kind of, to be 100% transparent, entrepreneurship really fell in my lap in a sense. I knew I wanted to open up a um, private practice to cater to the primary care population, um, specifically our African-American community, because a lot of people don't, especially men in general, don't seek care for primary care reasons. And so being able to be that provider that looked like us um, was again filling that gap in, in our community and so when I initially branched out I went to an informational to get more information about how to be an entrepreneur business leadership but never knowing that I was ready to actually uh, launch my business my whole thing is I'm just going to get some information and so the young lady um, who was hosting the informational which was my first mentor 
um, she was launching her mentorship at the end of that information. And I'm like, okay, let me, you know, see what this is about. Again, my thing was just getting information like, okay, what do I need when I'm ready to start a business? But her whole process was you finna start this business. Mm-hmm. And so she's giving me all the steps, the action steps. I'm doing it. I got an LLC. I got a bank account. Not knowing that I'm like starting a business. <laughs> and so six months later, Guy Rose was born. And so uh, my goal was to do primary care, but I ended up getting into aesthetics because I wanted to offer Botox to my clients for medical indication. So, but I had to learn the cosmetic side of it. And when I got more into that training, learning the cosmetic side, it just opened up a whole wide um, of opportunities of all the other things that I can do. So on, on top of cosmetic treatment, it is a lot of medical indications that we can do with um, the aesthetic injectable. So the more I educated myself, I decided that I wanted to fill that gap, not only with primary care, but just being a one-stop shop to um, all things health, wellness, and beauty. And then um, the more that I got educated, I saw what I was missing in my training. And that's what made me decide to also become an instructor because I wanted to be able to fill that gap and actually teach the people what we truly need to actually be compliant and um and training and inject safely mm-hmm. when we take that initial training and not just you know sugarcoat it and put a band-aid on top of a bullet wound so um i just wanted to just be be that change in a sense and so um it just i just kept building and then i met my community <laughs> of a sort of as well um because i got to a point where i was stuck i i couldn't go any further because i didn't know anything more than what i knew and so, um, Jonelle, I met Dr. Cobbs because she was a client of mine. And we, every time she would come for an appointment, it would spend like three hours where I was talking. <laughs> and then she introduced me to Dr. Jones and, um, I met all of my sisters that's in the inner circle and it just kind of been like uphill from there. No. What I'm hearing though, like, I don't know if you guys are catching it, but everyone started their business because of a void, something that you identified in the marketplace that you didn't even realize that you were doing, right? Uh, and I feel the same thing about me. I know for me, initially, it was just a desire to like, I didn't feel like I was fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Like I was I was in leadership. I, I was working per diem. I was working as a professor and I just still, and then I was, my struggle was like, am I being greedy? Mm-hmm. Am I like, you know, how, how dare me um, want more? But I just was not okay. Like, and I would go into work. I finally had actually positioned myself where it was a cushy. I was cool. Like I was making good money. Like I wasn't working hard, like bedside. Um, even though I worked one day a week, which was just enough, but like I was bringing your revenue, but it just wasn't enough. And then, so the first thing I did was got a mindset coach because I had to unpack like, what, why am I like fighting this? And you guys, I'm sure you can speak to a lot of times you have people who you just look up to and you're like, oh my God, they're doing so good. And then you get to know me like, damn, they does. Like, I'm mm-hmm. late tomorrow. <laughs> like, I know her. Like, here I'm yeah. myself. They're just not for you. The, mm-hmm. the, the thing is, they have the audacity to step out and bet on yeah. themselves. But yeah, I'm like, I got yeah. this, I got this, you know, all the eyes out of here and all the... And then yeah. you're going to find out that they don't know that they mm-hmm. actually are way more knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. So I had started experiencing that and then also working with the mindset coach. And I just realized it was really a lot of um, trauma that I experienced growing up where I just did not want to disappoint. Because, mm-hmm. you know, fear of failures. And, yep. mm-hmm. yeah, so. and so I didn't want to be back in a place where I had disappointed people who mattered them. Right. Mm-hmm. And if I failed, then maybe I would. Mm-hmm. And so finally, you know, breaking through that led to me like, okay, well, what do I want to do? I tried. Oh, my God, y'all. I tried a million things. <laughs> 
I was like, I said, I wanted to fight. I want to help the homeless. Like it, it, one of one of my jobs, um, we there was a lot of. I live in LA, so there's a lot of money. A proposition had been passed where they were like dumping it in money to try to clean up the homeless. And I thought, oh, okay, this will be great. As I'll be helping, and then also I could bring in good money. But then I realized, like, I really don't like working with the homeless. <laughs> but not my gift. Like you have to be, yeah, yeah, you do. I realized, like, okay, I don't want to go down in the places in the encampments. I don't want to, yeah. right? So I had to be honest with myself. Then I thought, okay, staffing company, like. It's great money. I've been working with nurses. And I was like, I realized, and I actually created my LLC. I have my business license. I was going to do it out of my house. And then I realized I don't, nurses are the hardest people to kind of work yep. with. <laughs> and I'm not about to be chasing behind nobody. Yep. So I went through a lot of different jobs, but I will say my motivation was always like to help and serve. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what all of us do. Um, in our own right. And I feel like that is what puts us in the best place that a lot of nurses are missing out on because they don't want to step up. Like it is kind of become like a sore point for me. Mm -hmm. And you guys should talk about what you think about this, but like I see so many people who are not even qualified, who are in our space, monetizing, making a lot of money and they hire us. Yeah, That bothers me so much because we could be doing it mm-hmm. like we and we are more than qualified yep but we allow the overpower of not being business being in business before or not knowing mm-hmm. let us put us in a position where we actually show up as it exactly the employee and right. not the actual boss and that and i, I mean i agree um i i can want to say something but if i say something then i'm gonna end up telling on that company <laughs> <laughs> so but they do like a specific company that I know firsthand have no background in yeah. medical, none whatsoever. But the CEOs, the presidents, the founders, they are non-medical and they're hiring all of us to do the work. Mm-hmm. And then we're sitting here questioning ourselves on if we are capable of doing the medical work and we right. have the medical background, but it's not even about, it's, I forgot what book I was just reading. Um, it had come to me, but, um, you don't want to be the the worker. Mm-hmm. You want to be the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. The entrepreneurs don't have the skills. We mm-hmm. hire out mm-hmm. to do the job. And that's what mm-hmm. they doing. So yeah. we can't even be mad at them because yeah. they just took that leap and they their business right. Mm-hmm. And we're technicians at the end mm-hmm. of the day. That's and right. I gotta get out of yeah. the technician yeah. and get into that entrepreneurial mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I agree hundred percent. Yeah. Nurses too always claim about I mean, complain or always think starting a business is so expensive, but I think we were in the best place. To start a business because we can pick up shifts to help fund the business or mm-hmm. scale back so we can work more in our business. Like nobody else, usually it's all or nothing. So yeah, have a lot of liability. Yeah, they have to Absolutely. all their last dime into their business yeah. because they have nothing else left. Um, and we have the opportunity to still be able to work. So just save the money. We buy vacations and purses and all this, but then $10,000 to start a purse is a lot. Right. I have to save my purse. Just send me it like, yeah, you gotta start. You just have to start. You have to start. You can, you can save and, and buy small things for your business, buy your coaching program first. Like it's not that people, I think nurses just take the jump. Like it's just going to take so much money and so much sits and that. And it's like, 
just try. You do. You and then baby, it's it's a meme to go around like you can calculate how many extra shifts you literally put into your business. Exactly. And then a good thing with nursing is that we can all we even if we scale back from working someone else's nine to five, we can always go pick up another ship or right. agency or a contract mm-hmm. and make that money right back. A lot of yeah, just they yeah, that exactly. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't. So let, let's let's talk about this then. The the real truth is a lot of them don't want to do it because they don't want to compromise their lifestyle that they're leading that they really can't afford anyway. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey, I was that too much. No, I wasn't gonna say a <laughs> that I always suggest is looking at your finances and mm-hmm. that straight so that you can scale back at your nine to five to be able to put into your business. But nurses don't want to do that. Like nope. you said, they're nope. already they know how many shifts they their bills are set out and you know, but they want to take them trips. And they don't want to compromise. If I told you, but the, the reality is, if I said it to you and I mm-hmm. laid it out to you and I said, listen, I need a year, right. 12 months. No, you can't buy a purse. No, you can't take a trip. Yes, you're going to be, your kids going to be good because always take mm-hmm. care of them. But like, no, y'all not going to be traveling, doing all that. But a year and that will set you up for a lifetime. Would you do it? They will say yes. But when it comes to They won't do it. Yeah. Those actionable steps. No. Nobody to say, because all you, and what it is, is, the people around you have you thinking that you should be living this lifestyle for your nurse. Because what I'm here, where they find that twin goes, oh, you we made all this money. money. Yeah. Right. I told you about that. Yeah. Oh. Right. Right. Well, that's a lie. We don't make enough money, but you want to live up to it. So instead of you pursuing your dreams, your goals, you will allow the influence or the opinions of a kid, right. somebody else. And I think that's mindset too. And we talk about that all the time. And then that's also part of the reason why you hear about the statistics with new businesses. That how long do we hear that they last? Five years. Yes. It's because of that. So you you have these goals, you have these ideas, but again, you aren't taking those actionable steps to ensure that your business is successful, which means, yes, you have to, we all like nice things. We all want nice things, but do you want, the, is the bag or the shoes? Is it more important than you building a successful business and long-term and just being able to provide for yourself, your families and things like that? You have to think about that. And unfortunately, we still have some, some individuals is still like, no, I want it now. I want this. I want that. And they're not thinking about, exactly. And it falls back on that mind is mindset. And then even what you just to piggyback off what you just said with the stats, you know, stats show that most businesses what 80 percent of it's selling fail with a year yeah but yeah. honestly even when you hit that five years you honestly ain't making it you still got the other five it's yeah. 10 years yeah they're not making no money right no, no. they're right no you are absolutely you broke so you better rob really and that got no money absolutely seriously and that's how it is they, they don't want to sacrifice that lifestyle you know like you say you you can make you do make decent money on somebody else's dime to put into that lifestyle, but then you want to be a business owner and you don't want to give that lifestyle up. So you're going to be no business owner. Right. So then is like this the person that you would want coaching you? No. Right. You have, but then you got all these coaches out here. I'm coach. And that's what okay. I'm saying. <laughs> Listen, but it's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. Because it, is this the person that you want coaching you? Really? Seriously. They took one. Everybody's a coach these days. I've seen people take the injectable courses and decide they're going to train somebody else, and they just learn. And I just, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> and, and, it, and it's nothing we can do. That's what that bothers me so much because it's like, you, what can you do? And then all they have to do is market. Exactly, exactly. 
Exactly. Until something happens. Exactly. And then they don't want to, and they on your phone. Other coaching. Absolutely. So then let's, let's say that there's a nurse listening to this nurse, nurse practitioner, you guys, physician assistants, even doctors that are listening to this and they want to start. They're like, all right, y'all and talk me into it. What I would like for you guys to say, what do you think is the first thing they need to do? What can be something that they can do that can literally move the needle right now for them? In the beginning, like with one, when it's just a thought, get a coach, get a mentor, get a mentor, the community, yeah, the community support for sure. Mindset books, personal development. Yeah. I would definitely say to, like I said earlier, look around your finances and see where you can tighten up so that you can start coming back Mm -hmm. uh, and invest in your business. And then also look at some of the character traits that you have that you might need to work on before starting a business and get a coach for Mm -hmm. whatever that is. Y'all got to cut out the BS. And then having a great coach is going to help nurture all of those that we just named, right? A a good coach, a great coach is going to nurture all of that. Mindset. They're going to assist you with mindset. Personal. Exactly. Those, that's part of being a great coach. um, Be real with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be honest. You guys are a lot of times spending on time on shave room, spending time on, and it's not for business. It's spending time on shave room to see what's happened to God, somebody else in the room who already made it. Like Exactly. I got, literally, I cut out listening to the radio. And at this time I was driving 15 hours a week in traffic, going to work, whatever job that was. I had, that gave me 15 hours of time of real estate that I could use to learn something. Absolutely. Like, and I think, People don't realize how much junk we feed ourselves, our mind. That also affects yeah, you and your ability to make decisions. I want to think of the name of the book because they spoke on that. Um, and the the acronym for it was called NET. And I think it was no extra time. Mm-hmm. Like in the car, mm-hmm. you have that really day. Play an audio. Yeah. Don't listen to the radio. Like it's Absolutely. so extra time. When you're cleaning, yeah. turn on the audio. Yes. Like you should be feeding yes. your mind every all the time. Get not with bull crap. Like I was telling you, like it's people on Facebook right now dogging the mess out of this one person. I know. Like every five seconds, like, like y'all are really eating this up and what y'all doing with yourself? Right. Y'all should be following this right. person. Yeah. What you doing with yourself? So I'm like, it's, it's, they call, it's, I want to say there's no extra time, but like that time when you're driving, it shouldn't be the radio. It should be an audio. It should be something that's feeding your soul, your spirit, your entrepreneurship. You should not just, it should never be time where you're not listening to something when you have the opportunity to listen to it, especially if you're trying to be an entrepreneur. Absolutely. When you get guilty, like I'll be in the car and the radio might be on and I'll like, and get the jam and I'm like, look, I got heard off. I, 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 when I made those changes, it was like, I only listened to either at this time, podcast was out, but not as big. It was YouTube. Like I was listening to all the motivational speakers, like even the old school work, yeah. listening to them. That's all I listened to on the radio. Then Audible, I found out mm-hmm. about Harm, started mm-hmm. listening to Audible books. The person, if you look at me six years ago, you would not recognize who I am now. Mm-hmm. It's incremental wins. Mm-hmm. And people don't, because you know why? Because they see you at your chapter 10 and they're at chapter, at the uh, preface. Mm-hmm. And they want to get to you <laughs> in a matter of a day. And you're looking at me on Instagram. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I look at that. And that's the important thing because it doesn't happen instantly. And that's what people don't understand. They look at us and they're like, oh my God, this is not like it's been six years. It's been several years. It's been several years for all of us to get where we are. 
and you're going to bump your hair. You're going to have mistakes. You're going, you know, it's going to have concussions. Yes. <laughs> you know, but again, you surround yourself. Find like the mistakes that we have made, I think have propelled and put us in the positions that we are now that we can sit and have these conversations and we can help others to, you know, hopefully minimize. We're all going to make mistakes. That's just the reality of it. But because we have been there, we've done it. But it wasn't overnight. Yeah, it was. This not was not overnight, and it's not microwavable. Yeah, a lot of people. Are, oh, I'm gonna be a, an injector. Oh, I'm gonna be. A yeah, it takes it's time. And they open it up, and then two weeks later, you don't see yeah. anything anymore because they realize how hard it is. And you yeah. know, you gotta have the grit for it. You mm-hmm. have to have the heart absolutely. The absolutely. Passion. You cannot say I'm gonna be a business owner, but you didn't think anything into it and think you're gonna survive. Or not make any investment. Yeah. That part. Yeah. I think social media definitely has that microwave approach where you yes. post it and people buy. Yes. Like, yes. And that, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So it, it really takes some a lot of learning and investing in yourself. And the good thing about it is, I mean, you know, there's a downside to coaches because everyone wants to be one. But the good side about it is that there are genuine, legit coaches, coaches down here from A to Z and yep. a faster time. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can avoid a lot of the common mm-hmm. things, the common, yeah. And I think, but you got to be willing to that. You have to pre-frame it. You have to repackage it in your brain. And I say that because my first investment, I always tell the story, $2,500 with my mindset coach. And that was a lot of money to me. And I saw the first thing I did was I said, she charged me $2,500 and it's five coaching sessions for one hour. I was like, okay, that means she charged me $500. First session, if she get 10 people, that's all I've been there, right? Right. That's all I need to know about. I don't need to worry. And I can't tell what I've learned, you guys. This took a long time, by the way. It's not up to me to determine someone's value. They're certainly important. Exactly. My budget or it's in the red. Like, exactly. $100,000 and I need that. I got that problem. And I feel like for me, it's a $100,000 problem. I'm going to find a way to pay. Exactly. Yeah. But if yeah. I don't feel like it's in my budget or I can, then I can't. But I'm you not going to say. Exactly. 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 In the process of teaching me when you talk to Exactly. 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 Right. Exactly. White people be so quick to say what you're not worth. And you don't know what I invested into myself to be able to bring this information to you. Absolutely. You ain't got it, Yeah. Yeah. But it's And it's okay. It's okay. Exactly. Exactly. have no attachment when people, if they want to or not. Okay. You do. Okay. You don't. Right, exactly. Because I know whatever you said to say, well, I know what I'm offering. I'm very confident in my results. I've had repeatable results. So either you can or you can't. But if you are one, I already know. Like if somebody comes to me and they're like, well, such and such charges. So I say on our, on our webinar, I'm like, if you're competing on money, you're not our client. Like, yeah. Right, exactly. If you want value, we got you. Like if you want results, we got you. Always have a lifer. How much somebody charging, you're not even our client. Absolutely. We are more expensive for a reason. Right. Absolutely. And we are okay with Absolutely. that. Because that lady, um... What's her name? Dory. Oh, another quote. Yeah. And when, like, when you're at Fudmet Spot. Dory is not any of our clients, by the way. No, somebody. It's yes. <laughs> and so one of the things, like, when you're answering your phone at your business and someone's calling to price shop and they ask how much something is, one of the quotes that she says is, um, she'll tell them, like, well, we're not, um, we're not your, the cheapest, but we're, uh, we're not expensive, but we're also not cheap. 
and you shouldn't want cheap because yeah. it's your thing. Right. Yeah. Oh, and I was thinking around that whole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, exactly. Like, like, how much is the force syringe? Like, right. I'm sorry, call somebody else. Yeah. Like, you're not a total. Absolutely. Because they will well, they, I, I had this one person call and she wanted to um, book an appointment and um, they will take you there. I'm going to tell you this. So you got it in professionally. Right. And she was just like, and she was nasty from jump though. And you got to kind of protect that energy anyway. But she was like, well, how much, well, what are you located? And, you know, I wanted to look up uh, for Botox and, uh, well, how much is your Botox? So I'm like, I wanted to pull down the phone because I was training this weekend, but I was on lunch. So I'm like, let me just answer it. And I'm like, well, we charge, you no. Know, and so I'm like, well, that's um, $4 more than everybody else. I said, well, go wherever else. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like, you're not going to tell me what's Everybody's not for you. You're cheaper than me. You go there, but don't come running to me when you go fast. It's not exactly. It's They'll try you, and they'll tell you, like, well, well go there. All right. Yeah. You guys, you paid for skill though, right? It's like if somebody charged because of time, then they essentially over time would get less money. Yeah, because the more skilled you are, the shorter amount of time it takes you yeah. to do something. Right, you're gonna charge less. Exactly, you should be charged a more. Exactly. Help exactly. with that, but again, that's you reframing things in your mind and your perspective. That's something that happens over. Yeah. So listen, okay. So before we conclude, now that we talked about all this, the good, the bad, would you guys still do it again? <laughs> I would like you to want to say, would you? Depends on the week. Do you? I'm going to just go back to the outfit on it. <laughs> so I'll be like, I don't know if you can see it, but I like this close. This one to the stripper pole. That's what we call the man. Yeah. If you're not, in the, and this is my personal opinion, you're not a true entrepreneur if we don't quit at least five times a week yes i have i have laid or like bandy yeah yeah or you gonna take up laid in my bed multiple times and i don't know if it's censored or not but i would like fuck this shit like why getting the work in like like I could just walk. Oh, yeah. Do it. Yeah. I to do this, but I would do it all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just say that um, I too have those thoughts all the time. <laughs> Last two weeks, especially. <laughs> but I think it's so great of having the community again because mm-hmm. I can talk to you and I can call you and you guys are telling me you're feeling the same way. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's not just me. I'm not. We're all going yeah. through it. Yeah. Yeah. We threw it in there. Yep. Picks me up so much. Yeah. I'm like, like, we talked about, oh, you wizards, we just had this time. We literally just had this conversation. Yeah. Because you feel you're supposed to be at a certain place in your business. Yeah. Yeah. You've been operating and up and going for so long. So I should be here. I should still be experiencing that. So, yes, you do have those thoughts. And I'm like, I'm a nurse. I got a license. I can go back and work anywhere I want to, whenever I want to, make money. I don't have to deal with this. But then sometimes, again, it just takes. Talking to your community, talking to your sisters, and you have to just reset. And that's okay. It's okay. You're going to go experience that. And then once I have those conversations, I'm like, okay. Because I know for me, if I were to go back in the hospital setting, I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't be happy. And I had to, that, that's enough for me. I'm like, okay, I'm saying that now because I'm frustrated. Things aren't going the way I wanted to go. I should be here. And, you know, but then when I have time to process everything, sit down, Dr. Jones, I don't know if she just be reading me because she'll just send this random text. And it's like she just know when something. I'd be like, and then I'm sitting this long text message down. I'm like, girl, 
Okay. Yeah, it's like she just knows, but sometimes you you have that and you have to just, again, have your community that you can call and you can have those conversations with. And that's what I think they're here for. We're sisters in this for a reason. And so what we do have, and you're going to have those, you're going to have those moments. And so you get on the phone, you pick up the phone and I'm pretty sure once we all get off, it's like, Okay, we're good. Yeah, we're good. I ain't about to go because I don't really. I ain't got yeah. half a bedside. I really don't have time. To, but that's not really what I want to do. Yeah, because I'll probably work one shift and quit. So you know, I know, but this is not. Take my lunch leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but I would absolutely do it again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's normal to have these feelings. I don't beat myself up. Um. It's stressful. It's not. It's not for the week. It's not for the week it at all. It's, it's just looking, which is why you need a sister to. Yeah, because you guys are seeking refuge from people around you who don't have the tools to support you. Yeah, yeah, and that makes it even earlier. Yep. Yeah, they're gonna like so why? Yeah. And they will. You a nurse? You ain't gonna do this. You a nurse? You can go work here. Then that's what they will tell you. That's what they will tell you. So there's this book called, um, and I read it, 10X. You you told me about it. 10X is better than, I mean, 10X is better than 2X. And one of the things they talk about is the gap in the game. Mm. And so a lot of times when we when I get frustrated, and I do, I look at jobs, I've been thinking, oh, I'm going to go. I've even reached out to you. Remember when I had the recruiter, I had already prepared my whole family about how <laughs> I work though. I had to prepare my whole family. I'm about to go up north. Like I'm going to work this six week assignment. This is what it's going to be. It's, it's San Francisco. So those who are nurses in healthcare, y'all know up north in California makes the most money in the United States. So I'm like, I'm about to go do this. And it was a house soup roll. So it wasn't mm-hmm. even going to be at the bedside. So I had already talked to my husband about it. And he's like, all right, I'm like, I'm going to bulk my days. I'm going to be home in six days. Is this time to do? And then something just told me, Kim, this is not what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Literally, you guys, that was extraordinary. The next month, February, was my first 100K month. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was because I was trying to take the easy way out. And I had to sit up and have a serious conversation with myself. Like, you already inhale. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to go back? back? And then you have to go back through hell again? All of your stuff keep going. It's right. Like, mentioned it already in the book, The 10X is Better Than 2X. He calls it the game when you are able to look at where you are right now and look back where you cut how far you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus looking to where you are going because if you look to, towards where you are going you don't give yourself a fair advantage because you always move the needle right you're right you're gonna you be like okay my goal is to get 100k got 100k what you do right you move the goal to 100k yeah right a million right move it. so you're never going to feel fulfilled or satisfied because you continue to move the needle forward right. versus looking back like damn Chiquita team mom I'm a team mom you correctional nerd you did like where did you start not knowing anything like and now look at it. yeah that gives you a whole different perspective absolutely. and it does why we keep going absolutely it's the um as me and my friend um she's a nurse practitioner too in sight and she's a business owner um as well she has a wellness clinic she does like um life coaching all of that but we were talking about this the other day and it's not even the destination, it's the journey. Mm-hmm. Like you say, just looking back into where it's the journey to get there. Because now that's get there, so. now you want to go somewhere else. Yeah. Yes. But it's like, you got to get through, as you just said, mm-hmm. hell, and enjoy it. Yeah. How you're doing it. Yeah. Like, don't beat yourself up. Like, you're going to go through it all. And it's like, and be in that moment. 
and learn from it and then go. But it's the journey to that. that and who you become in the journey. Yeah. I know. Right. When, Absolutely. When you get there, you're going to realize it ain't nothing. It ain't. Right. <laughs> I tell my patients that every day. That diary story, like he say, like, enjoy oh, life right now. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. my because all of this shit ain't worth it. Right. It ain't even right. 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 And I think about one of my other tools that I use now is like, I think about 20 years, like, like, you got, okay, I'm going to tell my age, okay? None of your business, but I don't know how 40 she is. Don't speak. I think about what my 60 year old, because I look at my 20 year old self. And I'm like, oh, thank you for going to school. Thank you for not saying that this is my final destination when you were 17. Right. Thank you for betting on yourself and right. you shouldn't go to school right. get a job with the county. Thank you for not doing that. So I think about my 60-something-year-old. So what do I, what do I thank for. myself for? In my right. right. So I try to be that person now to think about what you would. Yeah. Yep. yep, absolutely. So everyone should have tools, you guys, yeah. to get you through those hard times where you want to suck your thumb and crawl up in a ball. So that you can still go forward. And not all the yep. time is it going to be the same. It's going to be very different. And it's okay to cry. Because <laughs> you're going to cry. You are going to cry. That way you. Go David Lovin. They just yep. stay in that moment. Yep. You going to cry. Yes. But <laughs> you were a really good girl. Isn't it for real? The throat is. So uncomfortable. Yeah. When you are crying, you grow. Yeah. You grow it like we're out of the way. Damn. For real. So, very tears. Well, you guys, before we head on, one last thing. Everyone get one major thing that we want, because that's what we were ending on. One thing that you would recommend someone who has just started. Give them one thing to do. It could be anything. Read a book, you know, a book that may have changed your life. It could be, you said coach already. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you say, Dr. Cobbs? Uh, Women's coach. Uh, yeah, a community. You have to build in community. Find someone or some people that are doing what you want to do or where are you, where, yeah. trying to get, where, where you're trying to get to yeah. Yeah. in your journey. Um, and that's where you, you need to latch on. Um because again, like myself, Dr. Jill, I've been in other groups, <laughs> but didn't work out. However, I had to find that person that was right for me that I saw and I saw results and someone that I could say, okay, this is, this is what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to get to this point in my business, in my career as an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur. And that's what you need to, you gotta, you gotta get, get involved, get involved with these communities. You have to. You have to. And just to add to my, um, get a coach, um, you have to be teachable. Yeah. And, and your coach has to have a coach. Yeah. Yeah. Like what you have. Your to coach got to have a coach. So yeah. Get a coach and then fight against them. Yeah. They tell it. Yeah. Now I heard. Yeah. 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 Your coach is teachable and coachable. And your coach should have a coach too. Yeah. So important. So important. Um, I would say those. And then same as kind of I said earlier, just take inventory of yourself. Mm-hmm. So go in the community, see what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And then aside from a business coach, it might be like you said earlier, a mindset coach or yeah. a financial coach, mm-hmm. that part, um, a lifestyle coach. So I think taking, um, because entrepreneurship, the beauty of it is it exposes the weaknesses that you have yeah. and things you need to fix, but then you know, uh, that there's coaches for that or yeah. for that. Exactly. Um, so if not a coach is in a book, but find your, your weak point. Like for me, um, it's procrastination. Oh. Um, 
Yeah, procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> so reading a book on out or thinking a therapist. Why? I was about to say a counselor, a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. It may not always be a coach. It may be a you know, just a therapist. There is nothing wrong with having a therapist. Everybody needs a therapist. Especially if you want to be an entrepreneur. Yes. Yes. It's so important. Yes. Like yeah, and procrastination was cute, like, in college, mm-hmm. and now, like, my money's tied to it, so, okay. yeah, um, yeah, so, aside from a business coach, you might need a, a therapist, therapist. Therapy. yeah, absolutely, and my, my, um, piece of advice for someone who had never been an entrepreneur is kind of piggyback off of Dr. Cobbs to say, get your community, be willing to leave your community, because mm-hmm. I will tell you, the transformation that you are seeking is not going to happen with the people who you are surrounding yourself with. Absolutely. If you're a seed sitting on a windowsill, you will never develop into the crew, the plant, the whatever you were supposed to be until you're planted in the right environment. Mm. Some of y'all are in environments that are windowsills. Mm-hmm. You wonder why you can't become that tree you're supposed to be or blossom the sunlight. Because you aren't being watered. Yeah. You are not being watered. Not being watered. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> for real. So, so oh. listen, you guys, your tribe is waiting for you at that destination. Yeah, don't try to drag your friends. Don't try to make them come with you to this event that you found about found out about. If you were called to do it, go and show up at that event and meet your people there. Yeah. They are already where you are vibrationally in mm-hmm. and seeking what you are seeking. Meet them there. It's not the people who you're immediately around. Absolutely. Also, the people who you're surrounding yourself with most likely are not going to be so happy that you're trying to make a transformation. Nope. Because they won't know how to do it. Absolutely. And that makes people extremely uncomfortable. Yep. All right, you guys, this has been great. Yeah, really, really like a impromptu like podcast. I literally told them like an hour ago, but I felt <laughs> like this would be great for us to share our yeah, yeah. Again, you guys, this is the nurse boss shit. If you have healthcare professionals who are friends, who are family members who you think could benefit from our podcast, make sure you guys tell them about this. Do not get keep because that's not cool, right? Absolutely. And um, also subscribe. And also and leave a comment and give a stars so that others can know that you did podcast as well. Yeah. Until next time, you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that you had as much fun as we did. And most importantly, got tons of value from this conversation. Post your biggest aha moments and tag us on social. You can find all of our info in the show notes. And if you love the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review. We're so grateful for each and every one of you and cannot wait to see you crush it in your businesses. Talk to you next time.